0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
2: Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry?
0: Great jingle! <laughs> Love this jingle. It's great, isn't it? Insane in the membrane. I think that's the best jingle around. I've got I to I think it's my brother it's made that. It's absolutely first class. When we started, Insane in the Membrane, four years ago, producer Paul. Four yeah. years ago. Can you believe that?
2: Unbelievable. Sitting up with um, uh, in MTV slash Comedy Central with Phil Ellis Yes, yeah. it's, uh, it's the first one that I recorded and the first one I think we put out. Uh, you had a few it. in the bag as well, didn't
0: you? I'd been running around recording yeah. various people. Michael Smiley was one of the ones that I'd bumped into. Um I'd been recording to other people. Rob Beckett, you know, all those people. Um, and I'd been running around and recording play in their house, houses. and fair, I, that, I remember, I, now I think about it. Fuck me. Ringing people up. I'm messaging people. Can you come and do my podcast that doesn't exist yet? Yeah. <laughs> And can I come to your house to do it? And That's everybody a lot of said to go into this. <laughs> oh yeah. And everyone used to, and everyone said, Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, come around. What's it about? And I was trying, you know, we hadn't even recorded we hadn't even put it together yet. We were, I was just make getting the recordings ready. I think we were you and I were just get we hadn't we said what we were gonna do and it was just like, right, let's get some recordings together.
2: Yeah, see what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, and then we did. And then we were in. Um, oh, sorry. Hello and welcome to another edition of Insane in the Membrane, everyone. I forgot to do that <laughs> at the top. We're just uh, Paul, producer Paul and I are just having a chat about uh, about. Well, as you've already heard, as you're listening to this odd introduction, uh, four years in, and so yeah, we used to be, and then we had the, we used to get a room at Comedy Central, didn't we? And we'd get people to come down to there.
2: Yeah, and then the pandemic struck, and uh, we found it actually yeah. sounds a lot better when you do it remotely, because everybody's, um, yeah, there isn't all the noise in the background, yeah. you've got two microphones open. Um, so it's been good. And also people had quite a bit of time on their hands to sit down and talk to us. <laughs> uh, we
0: got a lot of, we, we got, got some good guests, didn't we? we got, that's not the only reason we got good yeah, guests, but absolutely. you know, our, uh, uh, our reputation preceded us.
2: And the other thing I, I learned as well is, when we first started doing this, I used to edit them quite heavily. Uh, and then realise that your skills lie in live performances. And if I just left them exactly as they are, <laughs> take out the old sort of you know, police siren somewhere or it, oh, yeah, somebody yeah, be yeah. coughing and spluttering or whatever. Um, nothing much needs doing uh, to these Lovely. things. It's, it's a very I natural th- conversation.
0: I think people enjoy that. I think this is, I'm no different on stage than I am off. So this is just me being me. And then when when people see me at gigs, and it's just the same. I'm the yeah. same. I'm just that all day long <laughs> not not taking a piss and making people laugh all day but i am there's not a lot of difference i think that's with. The, i think people like that with the podcast it's just i'm very honest about stuff hmm. And sometimes i get it wrong and sometimes i misjudge it and we've had a couple of messages from people going oh that was a bit strong you go yeah fair enough know, yeah. I'll take it on board <laughs> um but yeah i've i've loved doing it do you know what my one regret is that we never got david soul from star in a Hutch.
2: no so close
0: he emailed me mm. back and everything. It was just literally the week the, the week before everything was getting locked down. Mm. And he, I've still got the email. I'm talking like he's dead. He was not dead. No. I just don't know if he'd be... I don't know if he wouldn't. He definitely would remember the conversation. But, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that was the one that got away. Maybe I'll message him again. Maybe David Soul from Starsky and Hutch. That's it. there's more. a bit
2: of imposter syndrome sets in, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, if you don't get a reply oh, to your yeah. first email, you think, right, that's it. Oh, everybody <laughs>
0: hates me. I'm terrible for that. And you know that. The, the amount of times you've gone, just fucking message them, Rich. Just yeah. your imposter syndrome, <laughs> just stop it. I'm getting better. I am getting better. I am getting better. Um but I this is four years in. I've I still love doing it. Thank you to all the listeners that still love us doing it. Um we we couldn't do it without you. We'd just be producer Paul and I talking to each other and that's you know, as much as we love doing that, uh it wouldn't be a lot of
2: fun. It wouldn't be no. would, would be pointless. <laughs> quite often I haven't even got a microphone. I mean it'd be quite dull to listen to.
0: <laughs> I know. Just be me, just one it'd be like uh <laughs> um oh, I can't remember his bloody name now. There's a comedian old comedian. Uh, what's his name? I always do this. I never remember the name. My brain goes, "No, the pressure is too much." Yeah, <laughs> uh, it does one-sided phone calls. Uh, what was it? Bob Newhart. Bob oh, I Newhart. see. All
2: oh, right, I thought. <laughs> much yes, like that. I thought we were going somewhere else through That I thought we no, no, Ryan no. Spicer for a minute, but no, I see where we go.
0: Oh no, 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 no. My uh, Bob Newhart, I think, was yeah. one of the first ones to do that one-sided conversation. Like you know, you can only you can you can make out what's being said by what Bob Newhart was saying. Yeah, you know, it's excellent stuff. Anyway. So this is insane in the membrane. What we it's, it's, it, will keep doing it as long as you want it. So just you know, and just let us know. If there's anyone you sort of think do you know what? I think they'd make for a good guest. Then let us know, and then I will do my best to message them. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm having a confident day, yeah, I'll message them. Um, but yeah, we don't know. We've got some good guests coming up. But all of our guests are brilliant. Uh, it's just a shame that sometimes we have to have a famous person on to boost the numbers. Is yeah, that, it's unnecessary. Play that game a bit? Actually,
2: next week's isn't uh, isn't a terribly famous person, but he probably will be eventually. Uh, Jamie Davis, writer of Jamie U&B Davis, on, yeah, that's uh, a good one. The ITV show that's about to happen—that's fantastic, and that's one where we all took the microphones and uh, headed up to um, King's Trust, didn't we? And that's right. Yeah, stuck him in front of him. So that that's thing to look forward to next week. But this week yeah. is a returning guest.
0: Yes. John Hastings. Oh, yeah. Now, as you know, if you uh, listeners uh, that have been with us all this time, you'll know that John has been on before, and uh, John's going on tour. He's going to be over from LA. He's going to be over in over in the UK touring around. So before that, we were like, yeah, let's get him back on. Let's have a chat. Let's see where he's at. Um, and he's doing fine. He's he had many operations on on his shoulder and various other bits and bobs where he's hurt himself, and so we talked about that. Um and it was a great chat that just bounced along it was really nice to talk to him considering it was half seven in the morning where he was yeah. and we whatever time we are half four half three in the afternoon and he was at half seven in the morning so you know there's, he did well to get up look so fresh and have a chat with us so thank you to everyone for the last four years Um we've got great guests coming up as I said every guest that's been on we have to I mean I mentioned you know Numbers and things like that. If I get bogged down in the numbers for this podcast, then that's not why I do it. I do it because I want interesting people on and I want you lot to hear these interesting guests that we have. So, with that in mind, coming up in a minute is the very interesting John Hastings.
2: Jingle. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota UK.
0: Hey stinks Wilson what's been going on man what what calamity has befallen you since the last time I spoke to you man I'm pretty calamity free
1: these days i think yeah I got, I got it all out of my system over the of between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two I got all the um how you say Job-like disasters out of the way. I <laughs> People stopped dying. I stopped getting letters from state governments like you owe us money f- because you committed fraud. And listen, I'm not a geezer like you, Rich. I'm not used to the word fraud being thrown around willy-nilly like <laughs> confetti. Um, uh, so yeah, it was just insane. And so now, yeah, now I got a, a cat and a girlfriend and uh, live near a canyon, and sort of things are a bit more calm. I was in New Brunswick two days ago, and now I'm in California. Then I'm going to England, you know what I'm saying? Just mostly living right. in an airport, like a fool. Just...
0: <laughs> Mate, well, I'm glad you're alive and bits are still stuck to your body. You still have your limbs. I mean, yeah. Because most, most last I spoke to you, they were rebuilding you like Robocop.
1: Listen, I mean, I gotta tell you, that's what it feels like. I wish I had gotten more superpowers. By the way, if I knew I would this much metal in your body would lead to you not being a cyborg, I like, <laughs> you know, like I because I got a metal shoulder, I got two metal elbows, and still I can't. I don't get the sweet information like Terminator Two. Uh, you know? There's dude, t- my go on. I was gonna say there's certain technology I feel like we really needed to concentrate on. And when they said the Google Glass was coming out, I thought we were gonna get the like the like Terminator 2 like scan, get all the information, be able to like see someone's like clothing measurements, stuff like that. But instead we just have the ability to order a cab
0: with our (laughs) phone. Maybe maybe what they've done with you, maybe you're a test subject and what they're doing is just putting in the framework slowly. They're like this guy's gonna do it again. So let's right. So what we'll do, we'll do these bits and we will do that bit, and when then he's gonna do it again, or maybe we'll just we'll 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 uh, orchestrate it so it happens again.
1: I mean, this does sound like a government program. I got to tell you because it has <laughs> the lack of the lack of thought, especially British government. Like, here's what we'll do: we'll find a guy who's a bit of an idiot who falls down a lot, and we'll try out our robot technology on him. It'll just rely on he has to keep falling down. Like, why wouldn't you just tell someone and they could just volunteer a subject? Uh, we're the British government. Two hundred years ago, we had an empire for a bit. So don't fuck with us, okay? Yeah, we fucking people. Our great grandparents actually knew how to do this, so we're just as smart. Uh, that's yeah. sort of what it like
0: it says that you're Mister Bean crossed with RoboCop. It's yeah. more like
1: yeah, a Robo Bean. Um, <laughs> did you like Mister Bean growing up, or was it just on? This is a thing I was thinking about recently because it was a pot. It was on like. I was on an airplane, and it just—they had it as like the like as your people are getting on. It was just sort of playing on the little screen, and I remember growing up loving Mister Bean, and then watching it. And I was like, "This is what it was," because like, I hadn't seen yeah. it in thirty years. I was like, oh, "This is—I don't remember this being like." I remember it being amazing, and I was hilarious. Kind of like, it's fu- when's the last time you watched it though?
0: No, but what I mean, it's growing up. It was hilarious. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. we were. But then, like you say, it's thirty years ago, and we were we were a lot more innocent back then. You know, this is, this is way back. This is before. This is before. You know, Bin Laden did what he did. He did the epic Hollywood "fuck you" to the world. Whereas, so before that, we were kind of like, yeah, man, this is this guy bumbling around. He doesn't have, any, doesn't have any friends. He's a bit rude.
1: I do find this fascinating that we all act like nine eleven was the a- end of innocence in the world. You live in the UK, Rich. Shit was fucked up. For like hundred years before that, like, it, it, and by the way, Canada and the U.S. too. But this is a thing we all were like, and then, and then that Osama had to ruin our picnic, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was all fucked up anyway, and it was like, yeah, 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 but we got someone to blame now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but like I said, I think we said this before. It was the, it was because of what, it was because of what he did. It wasn't just like. Because they're always, you know, human beings have been at war since since forever, since they became, since they divided into two tribes and just went, hang on a minute, what the fuck's their problem? You know, it yeah. was way back Oh, where'd you get the fucking <laughs> stick? He's <It's>
1: like, <laughs> I'm not going to fucking tell you.
0: That's not fucking fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we want some of your beans. We're not having any of our beans. And then
1: How- We've been in green rooms and watched comedians almost fight over jokes that were bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mediocrity. I watched, I watched two
1: guys, and bear in mind, it was in 2013. So the reference point is two years old. Two guys in a green room in England got into a screaming match over who got to do a joke about Rebecca Brooks. It was two years after it was topical. It was in 2013.
0: Ah. It was. Oh. <laughs> I'll even and tell that just you goes it, to show you. This goes to talking,
1: show you, man. I'll tell you where it was, and this is a podcast vaguely about mental health, and this is a place where most comedians l- gain some mental health problems. And that was, do you remember the? It was I knew it as the highlight in Watford. The highlight, and then it went Whoa. back to the junglers. Do you remember that one? That was briefly. Mm. In that square where there was a there was a jungler's across the street from another jungler's or yeah. like a of Christmas jungler, that was then briefly ran by that guy Ian who had an agency in Essex and it was called the Comedy Club.
0: Ian Franklin, who was my
1: former agent, yeah. yes. Yeah, offer, he he offered me as well, but I said, "All right, cool, let's meet in London." He was like, "I don't, I don't go into London," and I was like, "All right, I'm not signing, I'm not, signing, I'm not signing with a guy. I haven't moved to London to not have a agent who doesn't live in London." Um, <laughs> that to say, uh, that venue is where that debate took place, and that was one of the weirdest places to perform comedy. Like, just yeah. so so much angry alcoholic
0: energy. Yeah, and when you look outside, it was just carnage. And that would have been in, like, I've been there in different seasons, and every season it was the same people out the front, all dressed the same, regardless of the season.
1: I have to tell you, it's an interesting thing that has, I think, contributed both positives and negatives to my life, but the British need to get violently intoxicated two days a week, like, and regular intoxicated the rest of the week has such an affect. if you're not like i wasn't aware of how bad it was and i also wasn't prepared that it just never ends and it's this weird mm. thing of and i live there for long enough that i keep expecting it to be like that in america where i live now and it never is like ever Are they at that – like I was in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we're talking like people are ordering bourbon by the barrel. One woman was like – she just kept interrupting because she was too drunk, but it was like – it wasn't threatening. And I remember walking off stage being like, if this was in England, there would have been security on the stage because the entire audience would have been as drunk as this woman. And against – it (laughs) it helps my brain. Truly, I was like, man, the effects of alcohol on a society are crazy. Like – like if you just think about like how like Christmas time how hectic it gets because you're ob- obligated to go to like eight hundred intense drinks mm
0: yeah it's because you have guns it's because if if we if we had guns people would be a lot more a bit they would be a bit more reticent a bit I, more reticent to get involved
1: I, I disagree and here's why because here's why if everyone had the level of guns that happened that were if it was culturally the way it is in america because here's the weird thing about america is they've sort of in their brain they're secretly they have them because they're giant metal penises that they can shoot bullets at and that makes yes absolutely but you can't get them to admit it like in like it's in that same way of like what's an example i'm trying to think of like the self-delusion of how Have you ever had a friend who's cheating on their partner and the uh well your friend have you ever had a friend who's cheating on a uh on their partner and the level of excuse they're telling themselves about while they're doing it you don't know actually it's oh, actually yeah. it's for the relationship is by I like again yeah, oh, yeah, I go ahead go ahead explain explain this one to me I had that said to me by the ones because I had a couple that were, I was friends with both of them separately and then they got together and then they were cheating on each other. And what was interesting is they both were cheating on each other and both saying they're doing it to save the relationship, which is weird that they were there in their dysfunction. They actually had something in common.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's funny that they were both cheating because it's even worse when it's one of them and it's just, and you're just like, well, I'm loyal to both because you're both my friends, but. I now feel now I'm trapped in the middle of this bullshit that is going on, and what do I now? I've now I'm I'm furnished with this information that I didn't need.
1: I do not. Uh, I by the way I about because I've stand up. It's really gone now. The generation, especially in Canada, like the old guys when I was an opener and they were the headliners, sort of like two generations above me. Mm. Um, loved cheating on their wives and i very quickly just started being like i because you're thinking i don't have a good memory like i don't have a good short-term memory so i would forget and then meet people's wives and be like oh did i meet you and then they'd be like what the fuck and i'd be like (laughs) why am i in charge of your bullshit so i now just have a blanket policy which is i am not protecting you and like people have gotten pissed off and i'm like i don't have the time also like i'm not not doing this I also don't get to jizz near a stranger. You're getting all the benefits of this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Um, but it's that same level of self delusion the Americans have towards guns. So they never think of them as like, I have this on me for protection. They're like, just in case something pops off. And it's like, this is popping up. That's a fist fight. Yeah. And then not that, though. Like, it's weird. Um, their relationship with it, in the way that I think if Britain had that level of guns, everyone would be strapped and like, I guarantee there would be a lot of arrests because people brandished it, but I don't think a lot of people would shoot. You would be constantly... Uh. The tube would constantly be delayed because someone just what the fuck? You know what I mean? It would just, like, <laughs> throw it around, but wouldn't... I guarantee no one would be shot, but they would be constantly, like, whoa! You know what I mean? Like, that's what it would yeah. be, I think. Like... Because <laughs> if you look at the level of guns that are in America, this is a shock... Like, the, like it's between two... Like... Something staggering like 20 million to 100 million guns, and there's only 250 Jesus million. Christ, man. It might be even more than that. So it's like when they're like, Well, the gun debate, it's like there's no debate. They, you're never going to get those guns back. We just have to live huh. with this and change the entire society. We need to figure out a way to stop making it seem like a way to get attention is to walk into a school with an automatic rifle.
0: Yeah, that's what you need to change. Absolutely. But you see these people, like you just said. With the, it's almost, it's, it's almost, it's almost pornographic, some of it. You see the pictures of people that are in, in open carry states. And there was one guy, you could just tell by the way he was dressed that he was like, this is his, this is his, every day he straps his, his, Anti-tank missile firing, fucking bazookas to his back. He's got two either side. He's got bullet bullet belts. He's got he's got the Oakley sunglasses and the fucking hat and the, and he's stacked as well. He's built, so he's like, yo, I'm ready, man. I'm fucking ready. And you're like, ready for what? Ready yeah. for what?
1: <laughs> also, what I also think is so fascinating is all these guys are like super duper fucking strapped, but it's like, well, I have a gun in case something happens, and I'm like. What about the military? And they're like, well, I don't know if they're gonna. Maybe they're gonna be the one. I'm like, again, if the U.S. military turns against its people, you've lost. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna fucking do? Like, well, what are they gonna do? Show up? And they're like, they're not gonna show up. This is the, they'll use missiles. Like, you'll
0: just you- vanish.
1: <laughs> it's the U.S. military, motherfucker. <laughs> they fought terror. Like, do you think that they have a problem fighting a guy? Brad, (laughs) exactly. They they took on a concept. They can take on a man. No, it's, it's. I gotta tell you, but for all of that, all of that, like a fucking, the level of open disparity between wealth and poor that's in this country is so brutal. There's so many negatives to it. That said, still better than England, and here's why. There is an honesty to America, and there is also a we can try and do better. As much as it's fucking tough to get them off their ass and for them to see that there's a problem, once they see it, they will try and change and Mm. adjust. There is a level in, like, this sounds really fucking hokey and hippie, dippy bullshit, but, like, there's a people's spirit here is still like it's not broken in a way that you think it is and england post-brexit rich is just you go to some places and people's spirits are like a just a bag of broken christmas ornaments like they're just like well (laughs) yeah i eat this because it hurts and i want to feel pain and he was like fuck like like, let's all get out of lancaster you know what i mean like just
0: (laughs) here England is like an old shopping mall that used to be like it was the everyone like this is the biggest shopping mall in the in the world. It's got this store, it's got that store, it's got everything you'll ever need.
1: You're one Imports, a movie theater, The
0: Gap, <laughs> yeah. like it's got
1: all of the shops. It's got
0: want. it all, oh, and now it's like thirty years later, and it's just there's there's like Taco Bell wrappers rolling around in the wind. That's
1: exactly just, what it is. And it was even weirder is it was like the mall voted in to bring Amazon. Like, it's like Brexit. <laughs> the mall was doing just fine. Didn't need anything else. And then in 2016, they were like, you know what would help this? Amazon. And then there was a giant campaign being like, in fact, there is no way that Amazon helps us whatsoever. And then they were like, we're going to bring in Amazon and start causing all these problems and not acknowledge it until yeah. – Six years, le- six years, Rich. It's been six years yeah. since I saw a Nazi flag hanging out of a balcony. In <laughs> and a guy yelling, just, just pointing at people and yelling, go home. And I just, I'll never, I'll never, that, that and Brexit, the two members I have a Brexit, seeing that like a, a week later, and then the day of Brexit walking through High Park and a man in the nicest suit weeping on a bench and i like and that and i did the math on the time i was like oh that guy just came out of the probably came out of one of the banks and was looking at the pound going to zero and then mark like it was isn't that crazy that we lived through that i think about that in that like we because we're products of the 90s which was this whole time quote-unquote the end of history because we defeated the russians and stuff like that and then it's sort Mm. of like the 2010s like events were kind of like all right Let's put let's put on a show for these humans, and then we got like we got Brexit, we got Trump, all of the ensuing things that came after that. Banks like, collapsed, yeah. Banks collapsed. We have always forget about the lovely bank collapse of two thousand eight. <laughs> that was always a wild time. Um, do you do these external stressors? Do they do they affect you, Rich? Are you you seem like they roll off? You strike me as the kind of guy that they roll off the back.
0: You know what I mean? Like you've got bigger fish to fry. You know what I mean? I think it used to bother me a lot. I remember I remember exactly where I was stood in around about 2008. And I remember being stood in my bedroom at the time. And I was with my now ex-partner, Marilyn, who you would have met. I think you know Marilyn. Her and I were talking. We were watching the television in the bedroom. And I remember just, and they were talking about people were borrowing money but not paying it back. And they were doing this and, that, and the banks were just, everything was chaos. And I remember saying, this is fucked. This isn't going to last. Shit's going to happen. And then it fucking did. And I was like, holy shit. Because you're like, well, if people are taking the money but they're not giving it back and and the bankers are doing whatever they're doing with the money and it's going over here and and you go going, like, well, it's not, if it's not going back in the hole, the hole's going to get bigger and now it's just going to get fucked. And I think from that moment on, I suddenly realised I, I personally, on my own, cannot do anything about it. So all these big things now like you know there's there's earthquakes and there's people trying to get from war torn countries and it's like, it's like I can't personally do anything I can send money I can send clothing to people I can do what I can but I can't it isn't it's not it's the generals on the hill that have that have set all this in motion and they just sit there eating, like they're sitting there with their, they've got their tent on the, on the hill and they're, they've got this massive banquet. They're eating food and they're just going, while well, the rest of us like get pushed off into war and doing everything. Well, they're just like, yeah, send more men. Don't even look, they don't even turn around. They go, yeah, send more men. And they just drink more wine and they eat more food. And while well, we're just getting munched and ploughed to death downstairs. And it just, it's their fault and we can't change that. We have to change them, but but they're now bringing in laws where we can't even change the generals on the hill. Like it's getting it's it's getting to the point now. I think I've just in the end I've gone. I can't. I don't have the headspace for all of it. I just need to take care of what's around me and who's around me, and do it that way. You know.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's also it can become, for for me. I can. I I I did find a time it becomes a burden because there isn't any actual change you can affect in the moment. Do you know what I'm saying? No. And I think also we also get into this point – we've gotten to this point now with sort of big issues and stuff like that where they come out in a certain segment of society, especially if you're show business or show business adjacent, immediately rushes towards it and kind of starts using it as part of an identity. Another part immediately fights against it, and it becomes this sort of rote like system of I know exactly how this is going to go before I even like open social media – and i hate that in one stance because it just it's so self-serving but i like it in another way in that it kind of it's like stop me listening to other people's opinions do you know what i'm saying like i i completely don't use social media as a news source anymore because i'm like i don't need to hear why the earthquakes in turkey are somehow part of the fucking culture war which is like just don't fake guys like what are you talking about like none of this matters like what's and, and and it gets so it gets so performative. So I was in L.A. for um, the weekend when the cops killed George Floyd, and then when mm. people started to have protests about it, they tried to put them down with force. And literally, like we're talking riots on either side of my apartment building, military helicopters in the sky, every police officer in the city was activated. And I can't describe to you the weird noise mm. of. Every police siren in a city going off at the same time. You are just like you are like, how? Oh, what's that sound like? And it's like it doesn't. Yeah. Sound, you don't sound comfortable. <laughs> well, all that was happening. I, I got emails from people saying that I wasn't protesting enough, and it was like, and one of them. I just know one of them was literally at a farm that their family owns, and I was like, I, I, I can't protest. I have a green card in the U.S. If the cops grab me, which they are grabbing people and just arresting them, I get deported. In the middle yeah. of COVID, I can't do that. I have sent I can send money and I can send spirit and go, all that sort of stuff. But the cops aren't send, checking my social media, and it was just that sort of thing of like, when did we stop? In all of these sort of movements, I think we forget about each other when we forget about human beings. It just becomes us and them so quickly now, and I, and I just, I don't like that. I want, I, I feel like we've we've lost a little bit of the discussion. That said, the us and them mentality starting so quickly, I think also then just. It stops me from getting engaged in any debate because I just go. I don't think these people actually care about this situation. I think these people are um, looking to exploit it for emotional or, or
0: professional gain. Exactly. Well, that's exactly, it. and it doesn't change anything. Like you said, it just it just elevates them a little and gives them some dopamine hits from doing, you know, doing. They go, oh, look at me. I'm so. I'm so. I got. I got told off on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about the strikes over here, and someone said, uh, "Where are all the left-wing comedians? Where are the left-wing comedians? We've been marching for ages and all that." I went, "I don't know. Maybe drop them a line. I don't keep tabs on everybody. I'm yeah. sure." And, and it was that, and it was like, "Oh, you're just a bit. This is you. This is your. You're just a keyboard warrior. You're just fucking gobbing off."
1: Also, like. Here's my thing with the strikes. I completely support them. Get them for every. Like, by the way, it directly affects me. I travel. When I tour tour by train, the Edinburgh Festival this year was fucked for a variety of reasons, and one of them the train strikes contributed to. But guess what? I'm more than willing to make that sacrifice. Fucking burn, baby burn. Fuck stories. Take them for everything they're worth. And by the way, that is an important. I think that, listen, I'm also not going to march with striking British rail workers, A, because I'm in California, be a bit inconvenient. But it's also like, is that does that actually help them if one guy shows up? and I'm, like, I'm with you, brother, like you know what I mean? where it's more that sort of thing of like what's the public opinion? Also, I think when it comes to Britain is it's just like guys, stop voting for the blue one for a bit, please
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 just do that
1: like I've lived in the u k for I lived in the u k for six years. It was all Tory all the time, mostly Cameron with a little spice of may, and I gotta tell you. <laughs> When the guy f- who fucked a pig and the woman who looked like fucking Skeletor who talked about a field of wheat were the two reasonable ones, it's time to go. Like, yeah. that, do you know how nuts it was living in America having to explain to them the Liz Truss week because they don't have that system? And they were like, because America's this thing of you, much like England and, England and America have certain cultural things that are very similar. And the main one is if they know you were went somewhere or have done something, they think you're an expert in it you lived in england yeah. <laughs> that was insane like that was after coming after like it was just bizarre to watch being in Edinburgh that year watching the bread get more expensive by the day mm. watching every day them talking about the cost of living crisis and the heating crisis liz Truss comes in cuts taxes for a billion like she was cutting taxes for a billionaires right when i landed back in the u.s and i was like I think I made the right call on where I live. Like, yeah, Donald Trump was a fucking near dictator, but he didn't quite get it done. And Joe Biden's kind of an old dead man who's somehow still alive, but he seems like he's—I don't know—he's passing things. Everything seems to be working. And then this, it was just like—and they were like, "Why did she do that?" And I go, "I don't—I honestly don't know." And and now you got Rishi, and everything seems like it's fine. Oh British. man, it's no—it's just—it's no, just its just
0: okay. its, just a, it's a, just a new bonfire. It's just a new. Rishi came in and and then it turned out that the, the one of the other ministers was diddling his tax and, oh, and then yeah. decided, yeah, he did that. Oh, sorry, yeah, i made a mistake with my taxes and I forgot to, to declare this bit. The, you know, the money that I funneled through my family's businesses and other places that looks like I was hiding it, but I wasn't. It was just traveling through. The money was resting in my account. It wasn't just, you know, it was just... It's so fucked. It's so you, fucked.
1: Here's what I do think about, though. Do you know how good the bands are going to be in, like, three years? Because no, no time in England is better for fucking rock and roll than fucking Tories. fucking yeah, – we're going to get a fucking – I fuck, fucking said that the other day, man. Yeah. It's going to be good. Like, we're talking, like, like just, <laughs> speedy – Posh boys who are addicted to like amphetamines in Oxford in a basement are
0: making some garage rock. I will pay to see. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a band called Benefits. They're from uh, Middlesbrough. Oh, fuck. And they're from Middlesbrough. Right. Oh. Yeah. It's fucking. It. It's spoken word over the top of just industrial. A lot of it's. Just, like, I I get it. I get it. It's exactly how everybody's yeah, no thoughts should be. In this country,
1: right? I'm I'm also with you in terms of like when people go, John, put on a band you like. I go, you, you're not going to like it. Like, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. were you listening today? Uh, they're a feminist trio from Glasgow, and they're called Breakfast Muff. And no, you will not enjoy lack of hooks. Now, <laughs> yeah. This guitar sounds. Uh, really yeah. Well, guess yeah. Thank you for noticing. And actually, that's part of it. It's oh my god, I'm listening <laughs> to you guys! As soon as you said spoken word over top, I was just like.
0: That is it. <laughs> it's anger it's exactly how it should everybody should be thinking and it just it, first time I heard it I was walking around um, Victoria Park in East London you know in the in the the lockdowns had been happening I'd just i just broken up with with my partner and so it was just chaos on all sides and I just had this I just thought fuck it I only have my headphones and this walk so I used to do this walk about three hours from my flat just walk around and around and around with music on And I put benefits on, and I just stopped in the middle of the park and just went, this is it. And it's just the guy, the the lead singer, Kingsley, just screaming, where's your flag? And it's just like, it's fucking amazing. With this industrial noise behind it and just carnage. And I'm going to go and see him, and I can't take anyone. No one wants to come. (laughs) Better that way. It's better, but sometimes (laughs) like I...
1: Listen, I'm a, like, I'm a big music and like odd art guy. And I also am a yeah. big in like, some stuff is just for you. Like, I'm really into the Grateful Dead. It's not something my girlfriend wants to know about. Not only does she not want to hear about it, like she actively is against hearing about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. You should have yeah. some music and some like culture and art that everyone likes. And you have some stuff that's the close the door like what are you going to do well this is a 35 minute dark star and they don't even get to the lyrics it's a lot of <laughs> and i'm going to listen to the whole thing and it's going to be amazing like that sort of stuff, is, oh my god benefits oh, i love i love that they're from yeah. millsborough where did I'll they send even, you the link where did they even get an amp up there you know what i mean like <laughs> That no one comprehends about Britain is it's like when people make fun of the South in the US, like you go to the South and it's like, yeah, there's some podunk fucking backwards people, but like it's still gorgeous. Like it had an economic collapse in the 1800s, but they like portray it where it's like they never really recovered. And then you get there and it's like this gorgeous, like every city is like gorgeously brick buildings and like super yeah. beautifully preserved. And then you get to Middleborough and you're like, did a bomb go off? And it was like, yeah. Did it? F- <laughs> Socially speaking, yes. Um,
0: <laughs> and they and they all voted for Brexit up there. They're all Brexit voters.
1: Yeah, man. I know. I, I was with Ty Humphreys. We went. He, we walked by the uh, the the UKIP office in Blythe, and, we, and then we saw two guys who had just stolen a door. Like it's just the part of that world is fucking wild. <laughs> the Cockrell twins is their name, by the way. The entire town knows them. It's their thing. They steal your door and you have to go back and get it. As I understand the scam, you have to go and buy it back from them. I don't know. It it wasn't implied that it was even buyback. You just have to go get it, which sounds, which actually right there sounds even more. Are they Northeast or Northwest? I always get confused with. That's Northeast. That's Northeast. Yeah. northeast, Northeast isn't like, that's right. Northwest is much more. They've, like, they've, um, uh, commercialized their crime, where I think in the Northeast, stealing it for the love of the game. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> what do you want for the door? Well, you'll, you'll see. Here.
1: Yeah, this is nothing. I just, I wanted the thrill of stealing the On
0: Listen, I got a gig. This is just, this is,
1: some people play guitar. I, I steal people's doors. Yeah. Nuts.
0: <laughs> I think you you, you hit an hour on the head just now when you said that you need something for yourself. That's mm. very important for your mental health. Whereas before... I was always, I wanted to be in a relationship where I want someone that digs the same music I do and the same fashion that I, the same clothes that I like and the same this, that and the other. And I was always getting upset because it wasn't quite right. Or I had to hide my music or I had to do this. And And it may become with age, but now I'm kind of like, I like, like you've just said, I like the fact that there's some stuff that I like and not many people do. And it's just a nice little thing. And I'll just put my headphones on. You won't even know I'm listening to it. It's um It's there. I'm reading, or I'm reading. I just
1: read uh, Hunter S. Thompson's collection of his Rolling Stone articles. Oh, you're nice. They were fucking great, but one of the best lines in it was he was talking about when he lost his run, his uh, election for sheriff in Aspen, and he talked about, he had a, someone gave him a peyote button, and he just oh, and he yeah. just kept talking about, he like, just take this and go to the headphones. Like, music, escape, escape, escape. And I really liked that as, a, as like an escape hatch of like the idea of like, if you can get to the headphones you might be able to sort this out. Like, and it's oh, I. Don't wow. know what means. that sort of thing of like, cause it's one of those things where if there's a bunch of shit and bad stuff going on, I was a friend of mine passed away last year and I was grieving a lot. And I oh, found, sorry, mate. thank you very much. I found getting into new bands was a nice, cause it's a total, there's, there's no obligation to it and there's nothing like, there's no work to it. It's just like, Oh, I like this, gr- this song. What's another song by, the-? but it's, it feels like it's a task. It feels like you've done, something but there's no sort of like there was no job aspect of it to it for me it just was a fun sort of hobby and it kind of helped me get back off the couch and keep processing that was the one thing that was very interesting is it was kind of just putting one foot in front of the other and doing anything felt like progress because it was just it was just i was so sad um Mm. and i I really think that that doesn't get brought up enough is it sort of that thing of like because listen, if you're listening to this podcast you probably had a little bit of depression i think that one of the things that depression that really fucking can get people is that rotating cycle of like i didn't do anything yesterday so i'm a piece of garbage so i'm not gonna do anything today and it's that sort of thing of like just turn anything you've done it's like well i did that i listened to mm. three grateful dead acoustic albums for no reason that's something that's like I've, i i yeah. know what it sounds like. i don't know what the mandolin sounds like inside the capital like you know what i'm saying like it's just <laughs> find <the fucking> anything. <laughs> Um, and I think having those things for yourself le- lend to that a little bit of you just go like I did, I found this new band today it's also something to do on the road you know what I mean the amount of yeah. weird vinyl records. Sh- I don't even own a record player but you can just kind of go in there and just look at stuff talk to the guy browse their t-shirt selection you know what I mean <laughs> find a book to buy
0: on Apple Books
1: because you don't want to carry it that sort of stuff
0: yeah, <laughs> well, yeah mean, like, like you say you can find it's, it's, it's not you don't have to you don't have to get up and go to the gym if that's not your bag, but just get up and do it. Th- like, I I listened to Jeff Buckley's Grace for the first time about a month ago. I'd never, it, it just didn't, I just didn't care. I was just, I you never I'd got- heard...
1: You never got broken up with in college,
2: Rich.
0: I guess you didn't go to college. <laughs> yeah, I did not for long. <laughs> I was a, I was a, uh, I was a mature student. <laughs> I um, I just, I just, it just didn't speak to me. I wasn't interested. I think I'd heard something or other, and it just didn't connect at the time. So it wasn't until later on, and then I was just like, do you know what? I keep seeing all these lists of the top albums of all time, albums you should listen to, so I'm going to. So I went, all right, let's start. Jeff Buckley, Grace. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Real it's good. It's perfect.
1: It's one of those, I will say, it has one flaw. I don't like the, 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 um, the jacket cover.
0: No. You no. Know?
1: I'll tell you why. He's too pretty. I remember looking at that and being like, I don't need fucking, I don't need this fucking pop star telling me how to cry. You know what I mean? And then you <laughs> listen to it and you're like, Oh, I feel like that was just a good photographer.
0: <laughs> it's like comedians. You can't have a good looking comedian. Like a good, like model esque comedian. I need to
1: talk, I feel I need to talk to them. It's one of those things where it's like, if someone's like gorgeous, I'm like and they're like, This person's too pretty to be a comedian. I'm like, Come here. Where's your dad? You're like, you went, You you mean the heroin addict? And then you're like, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> it's totally good. We're good. Hey, like- you're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's my mom? You mean the person who died the fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is gonna be a good dad. <laughs> you're gonna kill it. You know what I mean? You just need that information. I remember Brendan Birds went, Why are you a comedian? And I was like, I grew up fat, and he went, There it is. That's what it yeah. is. was like,
0: oh, okay. Thanks, man. Do you know? I just said this morning on Twitter, I've just booked my accommodation for this coming weekend for gigs. 53 pounds. Friday night, Saturday night. The reviews are terrible. It's like threes and fives it's out of ten. And uh, and I'm like, that's perfect. That's where all the good stories are. You don't get good stories from five-star hotels scooting around in your socks.
1: I love the travel lodge in Liverpool. I can't describe exactly, but it's like, if you come out of the station and you know when you ha- like, Liverpool has all those weird, like, why street like shaped streets where it's like goes yeah. on a to two like two other lanes that way? It's like down past one of those, and it, it is the absolute scouse chapel of madness. Like, I lit, <laughs> I saw two women throw pizzas at each other in front of it. Like, what are we, doing? <laughs>
0: yeah?
1: Full pizzas, not full pizzas <laughs> out of the box. <laughs> fuck Off, kid! <Cameron>. Like, fuck <laughs> off. talk about chaos. That city. I remember my ex-wife and I were there. I was doing gigs and we were walking through the street and she's Canadian. She had never seen chaos like this. And there was a drunk man trying to wake up his drunk girlfriend. She's dressed all in white. His hand is cut and he's literally gushing blood on her white dress. My ex-wife wakes her up. She wakes up and goes, oh, fuck you. And my ex being Canadian, not realizing, oh, now we're in a fight. So then I have to like, and then the de- the guy starts getting a bit lippy. And I go, she was just trying to fucking out. No, she doesn't need help, man. The fuck, fuck you. And, and then Max is like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I, it was just ah,
0: fucking nuts.
1: Oh, mm.
0: but that's yeah. where the best stories are always in. Like you said, music comes from misery when things are bad. Good music comes out of it. Good stories come out of you know. Like I remember staying in Hostel Fresh in uh, New York City, oh. and I won. I think it was uh what was it? I think it was West. I can't remember what it was. West seventy five or something. uh, what was it? West seventy fifth or something like that. And it was, and I got there. Firstly, Hostel Fresh. I mean, man, I mean, <laughs> it was a Fresh out of prison, but. You get there, man, and it was just so. There's and I got I got a separate room, so I was you know I was like okay that'll be fine, but there was always fighting. Fucking the only bit of internet was in the lobby, so you had to just sit there with everybody else. There was a guy just sat there in his underwear, just in the lobby. <laughs>
1: I mean hostels. I stayed in a bunch of hostels in the in London when I first went over in 2011, and I think I think the craziest one was a guy showed up, kept screaming about how he was a chemical engineer, like violently drunk on rum fell asleep grinded his teeth all night and i woke up and he put on a full suit and i think he actually was an engineer and he was just a fucking waste case whoa couldn't couldn't get home so he just crash in hostels it was just like whoa i gotta remember not to buy any chemicals like it just like (laughs) jeepers creepers that yeah (laughs) i think a hostel is good but also like what it's so fucking grimy you know what i mean it's just
0: like a hard place to live but you could put this somewhere. Yeah, if you were to live there, I can't imagine. that was it. You know, I've just finished reading. Um, I just Every, reread. Go on.
1: Everyone should do it. Like, I think, like, in your 20s, fucking go live in a hostel for a bit. Like, you should have that experience. In the same way that yeah, everyone oh God, should you, yeah. in a kitchen and work in a restaurant, do it for two months. You get such yeah. an insight into humanity and to that job where you you won't – you'll be – you will encounter a shitty waiter and have at it, but you're you just – You'll not be so worried about your side of mayonnaise.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? It's like when you get a new pair of shoes, and when you first get them, they're a bit slippy. So you have to like you have to break them in a bit, and they have to like, they have to graze the bottom a bit. You get, get a bit get a, bit, get a bit, sc- bit scuffed up on the soles, so they grip a bit more. I think that's the same if you go and stay in a hostel, work in the in the in the in, in, a, in a in a kitchen, or work it. You know, you're serving the public. That I think. Just does scuff you up a little bit. So you've got a bit more grip when it comes to life.
1: So my friend Matt, he was a sailor. He literally just wanted, he grew up, always wanted to know how to sail. So one day he just went to Halifax in Canada, started asking around, eventually got on sailboats and learned how to sail. And he said this about travel, which he goes, it's, I, think he's what, I think it's important for human beings to get to a country and realize that you know no one and you need to find a place to stay and you need to figure out how to get a phone today yeah and there's just something about that of like oh well i'm worried about like it kind of it clarifies the mind and it almost is like you can be anxious and this is going to be nerve-wracking but also you're you, you gotta overcome it yeah because you need to find a place to stay and you need to get a phone which yeah. is something about that that is i think good it's a good challenge to have if you know you can do that because listen i listen in london europe especially is incredibly intimidating for north americans because it seems like it's the same and you realize how different culturally they are, just in certain little things in terms of manners, how things are set up, how things are are done, how people treat each other, all that sort of stuff, what kindness is like. And so just having to adjust to those things, I think, are so important for your growth as a human being. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, so, it's so true.
1: <laughs> soundboard. I have a soundboard over here. I didn't tell you about that.
0: That was excellent, <laughs> but it's true. You need that. Like I stayed, like so. I stayed at the. Uh, uh, we stayed in a roadside hotel this oh, weekend. Just gone. A great place. It's- I
1: I don't smoke anymore. <laughs> I really. I for some reason the little the little paddock that those have that are like right on the road, like unnecessarily close
0: to the motorway. <laughs> I always enjoyed smoking cigarettes <laughs> at them. See the ones in America, but I think because we see them in the in the movies. Britain. They have a romance. They have a, like a gritty, grimy romance to them. Because America, you know?
1: will put a full restaurant. They'll put a full diner next to the highway. Like we're talking. Like you want like a nice Western omelet and a milkshake in the middle of a road trip. Like that's just this is living, yeah. baby. As opposed to like a Costa machine <laughs> and some sort of inexplicable cuisine that's not like. Would you like a? Would you like some soup? Like what? How am I supposed <laughs> to drive with this?
0: but it's that it's that in america or in the, in other places it just because here because everybody's so tight and so worried about losing money or someone's getting something someone's getting more than them and I don't so, think so things a- like restaurants and diners they don't have those late at night that we do here like you would be you have a diner in america that's open 24 hours a and you go in and you go how do you make any fucking money you're just open all the time and there's never anyone in here Not everyone drinks all the time.
1: So the thing is, is that people, some people aren't in pubs so and they're still night people. So it's like culturally, if you're a postman and you're going to have a beer, you just drink one in your house before you go to bed. You don't need to have a pub Mm. that's open at 7 a.m. So you can go sit in a room that's not your house and be angry. You know what I mean? So you (laughs) have diners and stuff like that is... Is the thing, but it took me forever to figure that out of like, why isn't there nighttime restaurants? And it's like, well, there are, they're called nightclubs. Like what people don't want yeah, yeah. coffee and quiet at two in the morning here. They want to be,
0: they want to be ensconced in cocaine. <laughs> yeah. That's then again, you, know, like you said we have to change the culture because there's nothing I love. I, I watched I was, I've been watching the equalizer recently. I kept, I got obsessed with it for some reason. I kept watching the, the first one. I'd get it from gigs I just put it on. As in the
1: like Washington one where he fights the Russian yeah.
0: in the hardware store? Yeah, yeah, man. It's just yeah. that bit where he's just – that diner, man. And I just love the the thought of just the middle of the night, Just I was going to go and get, get a coffee and a slice of pie. And a, you do. I've and done it.
1: it. It is so fun. It was also amazing. I it, fucking love that. It's great. It's so great. So I, um, I write a lot in diners, and it's really, really fun because the man. trick is I finally looked up because I've always wanted to know, like, what did they not hate? And they were I looked up on Reddit and they were like, well, servers don't like if you're sitting there because they're just worried they're not going to get enough tips. So I just learned, like, say to them, listen, I'll leave you a nice tip here. Just leave the table. Or if it gets busy, tell me to fuck off and I'll fuck off. And it's great. There's a fun crackling energy to it. I also just like... I like Weird Little Kingdoms. I love the restaurant Kingdom of. You always have the server and the kitchen and there's some dynamic between them and there's always the manager and the server and they never fucking like each other and it's all <laughs> but it's all different at the same time. I always find that very cleansing and soothing. In the same way that I love like a quiet British pub, I always love seeing that dynamic of the long-haired bartender guy and then the Eastern European slightly sort of like stout woman and whatever dynamic, and those are always, by the way, every pub in Britain has those two people, and they are either fucking or they hate each other, but there's yeah. always there's a beautiful play that I just love seeing. Like the, 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 oh, the, the, Joshua, why have you not cleaned the bottles? You know what I mean? Just something about that. <laughs> I just, I I,
0: I, I, <laughs> I love all that. But this one, the, so we don't get, because I don't think the, the UK isn't big enough. Isn't it doesn't take you long to doesn't take you long enough to get from one end to the other? So they don't really have that kind of up all night diners next to the road kind of culture. They'll have a caravan somewhere, maybe truck stop. It 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 should just be there. The UK, yeah, every,
1: the amount of traffic you see at three in the morning could necess- necessitate anyone doing it. It's just no one wants to open that business. No one no. wants to
0: do it. No one wants to do it, and it's a
1: shame. No one would choose like. People go, oh, there's a c- problem with capitalism in the society? It's like it's actually a p- problem with consumerism, and we should adapt the English model, which is, yeah, that's a good idea for a business, but no one's doing it because it's inconvenient, so fuck you. Like, <laughs> like,
0: I want it, but I don't want to do it. That's the, yeah. that's the British way.
1: There's fucking 60 million of you fucks. There's enough people to support a couple of fucking
0: all-night roadside diners. No
1: problem. It's just none of yeah. you.
0: Why should I do it? I should be the person owning it. This I don't want to exactly, work in it.
1: This is exactly the mentality right here. It's like, why do I have to fucking we yeah. need a bank loan? Who said the why is the bank in charge of me? I don't know because of the king. Well, fuck him too. Like, God damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this guy. So so this one at the weekend. <clears throat> it's a new services. It's on. It's on the A1M, wherever that is, near Cambridge. Oh, it's on oh. the M11. Sorry, so it's near Cambridge it's brand new so my wife, my beautiful wife Kate booked it and she's like look I've got this thing it's not the best it's on the it's next to the side of the main road but it's a bed and I'm like yeah that's fine we're not going to be in it anyway much so anyway so we go up we get there and I'm like oh yeah I know these services this is great the services are great they've got decent there's decent food in the in the in the services we're going to be fine it's a ramada it's a ramada hotel we're going to be fine I walked in. Now bearing in mind, you can't get to this place without driving. We walked in, there's a guy leaning against the reception desk, hammered, fucking annihilated. All his money and cash is on the is on the on the desk. And he's just standing to the point he's got the slow blink. He's muttering and mumbling something about asking the the, the, the receptionist to have a dance with him but she just fucking <laughs> just going how did you get here <laughs> i love
1: it. i love it i also just the the and it's the perfect this is the perfect detail the have a dance yeah he's not it's not like he's he's they're paying for a room or something although he probably is i like that he's just like but in the midst of everything this employee probably wants to do the tango with me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Where's that confidence any other part of your day, buddy? Like, what? <laughs> I, um, oh, that's so fucking funny. I mean, did you ever, how did, how did it result?
0: Well, the receptionist is obviously, well, she was highly trained in in this kind of combat. And she was just. She wasn't telling him to fuck off. She wasn't saying I'm going to call somebody. She was just going. Oh, I thought we had a. We were going to have a dance in a minute. We were going to have a dance in a minute. I just got to do this. We were going to do that in a minute. Oh. And then he sort of mutter again. And yeah, we have a dance week. So he's forgetting all the conversations. He's like, "What I thought we were going to in a minute." It's just beautiful. It was beautiful.
1: So smart. So she basically just flooded the zone and. Oh. By that, he's just muttering. What I love, by the way, it's a 70 30 shot that there, he doesn't have a wife somewhere who is equally as drunk, just doing something else, also insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, what are, what, when, what, why are you, okay? Yeah, I guess okay. that's, it.
0: it's yeah. just some people, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's someone for everybody, isn't it? And there's going to be someone for this guy. Who is just he's just he's just he's he is ninety eight percent fluid by this point. Like he is (laughs) yeah.
1: Do you ever I do think about sometimes how free those people are? Cause I even like cause I just assume he wakes up just being like, probably didn't do anything, I'm great. I like I smoke too much weed by myself, wake up and can't remember specifically going to bed and I'm like, I must have said the N word a bunch of times. Like I yeah that extreme yeah for no reason and this guy's literally (laughs) sleeping like a baby after he's just tried to force a ramada employee to dance with him while she's trying to check you guys in also can i say um who gets a hotel near cambridge why wouldn't you just commute back and forth for giggy wiki so if that lovely although you don't oh no you live in brighton
0: no that would be yeah living in london so it's now yeah so we are Brighton. so that's now an hour and a half on your journey so we were doing Spalding, Lincoln, and Stowmarket, and they're all kind of an hour and a bit sort of around each other. So it was just easy to come up and do that. We did. So we did the drink. We did the drive. to Friday, we did the drive, Brighton to Lincoln and back again. And then we, next day, we were like, "Fuck this! We can't. We can't do that again. That was too much." We just. It's just. So we're like, right, let's just go get this hotel and we got the hotel <laughs> oh man i'm so glad we did <laughs> so glad we did just to see the dude just to oh, see not- and and he's just vanished as well he's not there in the morning he wasn't there when we came back downstairs to, to leave for the gig he just he was gone
1: oh it's i have said this before and there's no way to develop without violating so many people's privacy but i would pay hundreds of dollars a month for an app where I literally just take a photo of his face and I get a little podcast of his life. That man's name. Like, it's just, I just wanted to, or also you ever walk by and you get a snapshot of the conversation and it's just like, and then she lost the cucumber in the Vaseline. And I'm like, I gotta know what the fuck happened before and after that. Like, I need to know what led up to that. Oh, like, it's just, it's, and it hurts me that they won't tell me, you know what I mean? Like just, and, because you're just a stranger who's turned off yeah. your music and it's kept your headphones on so they don't even realise you're listening in, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I would like that. Just to I just want to see where he went. Like you just said, like what's his life the rest of the time? You know, like so I uh, so this is so large. So yesterday I went and saw a friend of mine and I accidentally got stoned. He's, I don't I don't smoke, but he was doing he was doing hits off the bong. And I'm just sitting there talking to him, and he kept going. I've got these drops, got these drops, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've had drops before. They don't do anything." So he's dropping it on my hand, and I'm just there. It's not the same anymore. THC product. Dude. THC is booze now.
1: Yeah, it's really fucked up.
0: I had to go to a thing where there were industry people, and I know, there was a couple of people that we know, friends and colleagues of ours, and I just sort of, I just, I said to, I said to his girlfriend, I went, "Listen, it was at a bar." Alright, listen. I'm really sorry if I'm being a bit weird. I just want to say, I it was the, mashed. It was the Chortle Awards, is by the way. <laughs> <we're-> <laughs> I don't want people to know I was mashed up. In, I was fucked, dude. I, mean, I was fucked.
1: I mean, people have been nuts at the Chortle Awards. I've been told that people may have done acid one time. Maybe. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I don't know anyone who was involved in that. Not. Certainly, no, no, not you. Not, not me at all. Couldn't, wouldn't have ever been one of <laughs> the organizers of something like that.
0: When... <laughs> dude i was so fucked <clears> The <throat> thing is i wasn't fucked in the daytime so i was set with my friend and he kept giving me it and then i went oh no i'm all right i'm all right and he said and he was and he's going what's it feel like what do you feel like and I, I was i was going oh yeah i feel great i feel great but it wasn't working until i, I walked to meet my wife
1: i can explain what happened um so you were eating it and you, like, no offense rich you're just a bit of an older guy so your metabolism is probably a bit slow. Mm-hmm, yeah. It just took you a while as you're taking, like, hits Uh, of tincture or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. To metabolize into your system and then it just, but once it hits, it goes into your bloodstream. So it's not like smoking it where you get an instantaneous sort of stuff. It's more just sort of like a, it's like a rollercoaster. And and then alcohol probably like anything else you know is going to it's going to double the effect of so it's just oh, going to well. pile on pile on top tip everybody as someone i i don't really drink anymore but i am a bit i'm a big Ooh. hot boy uh orange juice is your friend in all of those situations thc my
0: wife said that
1: yeah there's something in the citrus i don't know what it is but it's literally like a breaking bad chemical thing like it literally it counteracts what's making you feel woozy in a second and it'll just Snap you out of it.
0: Ah, my wife last night, she, because I told her and she said, okay, one, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Two, get some orange juice. And I kept saying, yeah, yeah, I'll get some orange juice. And then I got a couple of glasses of wine. And I said, where's your orange juice? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get it in a minute.
1: <laughs> 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 I mean, that, but also that event is very fun. I, what I will enjoy about it, I don't know when it sort of this happened, because I remember going in, it was a bit of a stuffy dinner a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it has just now kind of just degenerated or evolved into kind of – there's always a bunch – like, people just kind of get together and have a couple of boozes. Like, people get pretty fucking mashed up. What am I talking about? Like, people get – people go for it at those awards.
0: Holy Lord. Yeah, they didn't last night, funnily enough. Very kind of – very subdued kind of – everyone was chatting. Wasn't as busy as it's been before. Um, But I'm sure the next one – again, these go in cycles. So this one was probably a bit quiet. I remember last year's. We were all pretty hammered. Next year's, if everyone goes, it'll be it'll be. Who knows what it'll be? But last night, yeah. Rich Wilson was fucking mash up.
1: Were you? Do you think you were the the most messed up man who was there? Because I, once, I kept
0: it. I kept it together.
1: Okay, now let me ask you a question. Did you keep it together? In the opinion of other people who live with you, who were there?
0: Yes, I did. Yes. Okay all right yes. that's that's the important yeah situation. yeah yeah I double checked yeah she was annoyed but she said you got to take these things seriously I'm like yeah but I knew I wasn't going to win so fucking
1: <laughs> I also just I don't know if you have to take them seriously I like I was someone who took a lot of those things seriously for a long time I don't know if it was necessarily the it was the right choice for me in the moment but I'm also like it's just like yeah in the end like it's yeah, it's helpful and it's fun. And, you know, go, don't get mashed up and try and fight Steve. But like, no, of course not. <laughs> but go have a, like, just it is in the end, like it is a comedy event. Like, I also occasionally when people are like, we need to be respectful. And I'm like, well, then you've you've chosen the wrong people to invite because you've literally invited the assholes. Like there's yeah. Some people who, yeah, they aim to misbehave. So I, I understand. Watch the fuck out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those listening that don't know what the chortle awards the chortle, chortle is a website that's run by a guy called steve bennett and he reviews shows and comedy and everything else and so once a year there's an award ceremony and we all go and i got nominated for best mc oh i didn't realize lost that out, congratulations lost out to zoe. thank you mate lost out to zoe Lyons, which i'm fine with completely yeah. fine it was zoe well, Lyons.
1: did you have someone on the list that you were not okay losing to
0: no, everyone was fine, loved everybody, everyone was great. Everyone all all of everyone's fine. It's all good. I, Do you I know say, what though? I, I, knew I knew I hadn't won.
1: Because I feel like he would have said, like, ah yeah, there was one I could have. I
0: <laughs> no, in the MC category, completely, completely fine. Yeah, that's everyone what I'm was about. great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um it, <laughs> but yeah, but I knew so somebody somebody announced that they'd won on social media as I'm way there. So I'm sat, I'm at the, I'm at the station waiting for my wife, Kate to come in. Stoned. I'm stoned. <laughs> I'm just, fuck. I just oh, glanced at my stupid. phone and it said, Oh, we've won. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, it's not been an hour. Oh, right. Okay. So they've let them. Oh, I haven't won. <laughs> Cause I hadn't heard. I had to let you t- know.
1: They told the winners before the ceremony.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: I mean, I, if I'm, like, super stoned on, like, a park bench waiting for my gal to go to that, I'd be like,
0: oh, yeah, we're not going. Like, I'd be like. Oh. <laughs> well, I just, because I said, yeah, but I was, because the other reason we went is that I will because my wife, Kate, is a comedian as well, and I wanted her to meet some people and get her face out of there. So I was like, all right, it's still worth going. We'll still go. I won't tell her. I'll tell her afterwards, you know, and it was all. Yeah.
1: It is a fun event, you know what I mean? You have, yeah, be like two agents there from like, <laughs> like, like a bunch of weird comedians. Like, and who was anyone like super messed up? Who would you say was the most fucked up person there? That's always a fun thing. Nobody,
0: no. nobody was. That's I think really everyone, cool. dude. Everyone's getting, they're getting straight, man. Everyone's, everyone's going into non alcoholic beers. And
1: I love it. I have to tell you, it's a you real, it's a real, I mean, I think it's just. I think it's just the times. Still, that thing of like, it's just times are a bit harder, and the uh, yeah, yeah comedy yeah. scene is really taking a goddamn hit. Oh, it bugs the shit out of me. It really bothers me. Uh, just the lack of support people over there are getting from certain entities, especially when it comes yeah. to things like the fringe, where it's just like, oh, dude, just throw us a fucking bone,
0: bros. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, I think it's that. It's that kind of mentality over here. It was kind of like, oh, there's nothing we could do. We've got to put the prices up. This is how much it costs now because we're blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, I know what you're doing. You're trying to recoup money that you lost in the pandemic and you're trying to make money on top. So you everything's jacked up and we just have to... And the thing is they know that human beings are resilient and we will find a way to, to make it work. And so, so now so fuel prices go through the roof. We all are up in arms. Oh, my God, it's too expensive. It's too much. But we figure it out, and we get used to it. And then they go, oh, that, okay. Well, we knew that was going to happen anyway. So we'll just keep, you know, it'll just it would happen again, and we'll get used to it. And just,
1: I and it's re- shit. The mentality I actually don't like is I do not appreciate um, the fringe society. Sort of. if you read between the lines of what they're saying, and you can also find a couple of times she's commented where – it suddenly seems like it's the performer's problem that we have an issue that the Fringe Society just takes our money and does fuck all. Yeah. Like they printed a fucking program, and that is it last year. Yeah. And my resentment comes from the fact that what do you do for us that isn't being done by a venue? What, and this is the most UK story. There is no reason for us to exist. We are doing nothing to justify our existence. We will limp along for another five years. And then, as always happens in the UK, something will come to replace us. We will be replaced. And then we will be so confused as to what happened that we will bitch and complain and moan and claim that that other thing is evil and did something horrible to us when in the end it was our own fucking unwillingness to change unwillingness to help unwillingness to understand that people are losing there were production companies filing for bankruptcy in the last week of the fringe like guys
0: yeah
1: something needs to be done and the fact that i don't know if this is true but i heard Um, and this could be totally rumor and conjecture, but I absolutely, I I heard via the grapevine and this may not be true. And I will say it again. It may not be true, but I heard allegedly supposedly that the head of the fringe society said the problem is all the performers have PTSD from COVID. And as someone who has PTSD, because I nearly lost Mm -hmm. my arm in a bicycle accident, I want her to know that she can deeply fuck off and go to hell and don't tell me what's affecting how I feel your job is to support the fringe and give us things like an app that helps people go to our shows. And yeah. you couldn't even fucking do that. Like it's just the whole thing just drives me up the fucking wall because I've, I, I went to theater school. My entire life has been spent around art community and art funding administrators. And at this point, it's like, what are you doing? and What are you helping fucking nothing? Get out of the way. You guys should yeah. just be, like, like also, you guys made millions of pounds being bailed out in the fringe. I didn't get bailed out. I like, no. I got accused of fraud by the government of the state where I live because there, um, because of a misfiled tax document. I, like, Fuck. I'm like, like I'm sorry. Like, don't, don't scream poverty at me. I figured it out. I survived. You figured it out. You survived. Four years. And like, yeah. no one was giving me, no one was giving me seven figures to run a weird shop on the fucking, uh, Royal Mile. And that's about it. Like, so yeah, yeah. no, and it just, it drives, it drives me insane. And I see no solution except for, I know what's going to happen is eventually it's going to die. It's going to be replaced. It's going to keep going. Cause that's the cycle in the UK of you guys sort of let things decay to the point of putrescence. And then are finally like, all right, I guess yeah. we better not have a a gooey body in charge and then they go and get like <laughs> just anyone and then because things have been so bad anything seems better because it's like it's just like well it's not a decaying body this guy gave us a carrot like you know it's just like that's not even good and <laughs> it's, just, it's just fucking insane it just drives me nuts and I just I oh god I want to know if, if someone can find if someone has on record her saying the performers have PTSD send it to me and then I'm going to Never stop screaming about it. I will, if there is actual proof of that, never stop. I'm going to find a big giant megaphone and I'm just going to. We don't have PTSD. We just want to be treated like uh, people who are bringing you money because that's what we're doing. And I would just yell that at her from her, I assume, reasonably appointed home in Edinburgh. We're looking at two stories, but it's a new build.
0: (laughs) It's true, though. Edinburgh is such a fucking racket and the only um, uh, but yeah you're still gonna go
1: (laughs) this is the thing i'm gonna be there (laughs) i like it i like i like developing an hour i think it's my last one i think this is finally where i'm just like i think i've i have been effed over by this organization enough like this is my last one i kind of pot committed Mm. last year and i just feel i feel like i want to do it but then i don't know if i want to do this again. it just takes over your fucking
0: year Dude, I'm having such a great time already not planning to do it. I'm not. I'm doing it next year. This year, absolutely fucking not. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm going to work on I've, I'm already working on a show. am taking it to MacFest. I'm taking it everywhere else. I'm having a great time at the gigs. I'm going to have a summer in my new Brighton flat near oh, the Brighton.
1: ocean. Brighton summer too. You can go sit on that weird yeah. quarry you guys call a beach. Jump in the wood.
0: Dude, room. you're going to sit in the quarry.
1: Jump in the water. I do Jump like that. Jump in the water. I, I do like fucking Brighton. Like I have to say, I do think I missed a trick not living a year in Brighton or something like that. Like, I just living in London the whole time,
0: that yeah. might not have been wise. I should have maybe
1: done a little, maybe a year in Manchester and a little year in Brighton.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Manchester's on the list as well. We're kind of like, we'll we're we're have a good time in Brighton. Then we might move out. Bristol, Brighton. We're going we're gonna to see. The world's a oyster, man. Bristol
1: is fucking the thing with Bristol, it's a great place
0: to just see a fat goth having a job.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> you, don't, you don't see anyone who looks like that in like just at a Tesco's, just Agamemnon, where where's the hummus?
0: I'll <laughs> six. Like just <laughs> I think it's a West Country thing. So that whole Bristol down into Somerset, Devon, Cornwall. Seems very, there's a lot of goth. I think because it, there's a lot of hippie dippy stuff, like a lot of energy and, you know, that kind of crystals and magic and all that. So that kind of goes down towards Glastonbury and all the way down there. There's a rich yeah. vein of goth.
1: It's also, it's a city that you can, aff- like it's a city that's going to have some weird bands that you can kind of afford. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it really, like it's just, it breeds just enough subcultures. It's also that thing of Bristol is the big city to Wales. That's the thing that also I always forget. Oh is to, yeah. like, people from the Welsh valleys are like, oh, you know, we're going to the big city. I can't do a Welsh accent, but like I'm like to <laughs> them they're like, Whoa, the bright lights of Bristol, like ooh, the tobacco factory theatre, like <laughs> well, hello, <laughs> yeah, ooh, a weathered spoons, like it's like that. I think I think that imbues the city with a little like like a little magic in the way that Brighton has so many people that are just so happy to be living there and not London. It just feels great. Like they're just like,
0: (sighs) it's like being in a fence. Someone said it's like living in a festival. There's just, like there was a guy the other day, he was just playing his bongos, not even in the town center. This was in a street, just a normal street. He was a normal looking dude as well. He wasn't wearing, you know, tie dye anything. He didn't have any kind of, didn't have white dreadlocks or anything like that. He was just a guy that looked like he'd just come straight from the off-license during the day and was we just playing on these bongos on the side of this street.
1: This is why I love L.A. Is L.A. is a city of individuals. Everyone is living in the city they think L.A. is, no matter what. Like, no matter where, no matter what. Is it just, yeah, you just, I, I saw a guy just playing, like, he was definitely on drugs, but just a guy playing a paint can in the middle of a median for no reason. Yeah. Like, you know, does he Is he trying to busk? No, that's his living no. room and he's playing the drums. He
0: doesn't want your money. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this guy was just lost in his own, own bongo-filled world.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm all for just, like, weird, grungy. Like, I am a middle-class hipster douche. Like, yeah. do, what's my political persuasion? Anarchist. Like, it's just, like, I stink. <laughs> but I love those kind of – Like, it's just that's exactly the town I want to live in. If I start a family, I want, like, like just – I want their the first food to be – sun-dried tomatoes and their first word to be, uh, actually. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: write it down, man. That is a fucking great line.
1: Like, it's just like, I just, I dig it. I dig those places. Like, it's that thing of like, I grew up in a fucking hellish, weird 90s suburb, and I like grew up like, I'm getting out of this place, and how you know you're not there is if you walk down the road and someone just has a parrot. You're like, yeah, yeah. fuck
0: <laughs> I remember years ago I was dating this girl, uh, Michelle. She'd never really been to London, and we were going to see my cousin who lived in Kilburn. So we were going to she was a bit worried. She was like, oh, I'm a bit worried. I went, no, don't worry about it. Listen, it's not as bad as you think. It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. We parked the car. We were walking from the car to my cousin's flat. And a guy walked past us with a bunch of bananas hanging from his mouth. And it was and I took, her eyes were on stalks, just just like you said. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to see that today. <laughs>
1: I just, I dig it. I love like just and just the mo- the little mo- in London, especially the little moments of community because it is a very isolating place. I remember I, there was yeah. this crossing right by my old house, and me and another guy, and he had like a fucking comedic amount of McDonald's in a big bag, like he had the freaking <laughs> one hanging and like a full. And we nearly get fucking so it was a zebra crossing, you get hit, and then what they would they would be speeding like fuck. And then this guy couldn't see that he was about to hit traffic. So he literally sped, nearly killed us, like felt the wind on our bodies, and then it stopped two car lengths. And the guy just looked at me and I looked at him and he winked. And then he ran with his full thing of McDonald's and Slammed it on the guy's windshield, took a sip of his drink, and threw it at the driver's side door. Holy shit! Started walking back towards the McDonald's and just kind of gave me a nod and just started. W- <laughs> and I was just like, "This is the this is this is why you fucking this is not done." And, <laughs> and just the fact that the guy just sat in his car—that was the thing of just like take it, bitch. Like, what do you gonna do? You got a fucking Big Mac on your fucking windshield, motherfucker. Oh. the the best (laughs) yeah oh my god explaining my so my neighborhood was really nice but there was a house where they were definitely doing something very illegal and i would know this because about once a month you'd walk up the street and there'd be guys posted on all the corners oh yeah who knew you but you didn't really know how because they would let you onto the street and i for this And I remember explaining this to a girl I was seeing, and she was like, "So I'll be you'll be coming to my house." And I was like, "You're fine." I'm like, "It's safer." And she's like, "How is it safer?" I'm going, "They will. They will never let any crime happen in that neighborhood." She's like, "What are you talking?" Going, "They're doing crime there. If they're doing crime that necessitates them to have six guys on the street, (laughs) trust me, like you're not getting mugged. They like, and if someone says a cross word to you." call the police they're going to know before the police and that guy is going to be in fucking trouble like yeah it, it.
0: <laughs> yeah those are the yeah man i love that shit and this is why i love this is why I, am- like, I do it's what keeps my love for people alive if i listen to the if i listen to the politicians and all the big stories in the news i will be fucked and i'll never leave my flat but then people exist like the guy with the mcdonald's the guy with the bananas oh. the criminal overlords that you know what i know what they're doing and it's just as bad as a politicians. But you know what? I'd prefer to have them around. At least they're there. At least you can see them. Yeah,
1: it's also the thing of like, I I listen, I've lived a lot in areas that have a lot of um, criminal activity, but like actual, like like I don't live where there's, like I don't live in like Skid Row in LA, but I do live where like well, MS-13 lives in that house. Which house? Well, the one covered in graffiti with all the gang members in front of it, that one. Uh, and what you learn is A, A, um, they're a lot like the problem you're always going to have is just the fucking poor fucker. Who's strung out and just needs $10 for his next fix. That's something you can't control. That's just going to be chaos. But professional criminals are actually very easy to live near because they just want like leave them alone. It's not cool. It's not interesting. It's terrible that they're doing this, but also they're not going to fucking bother you. Like, no, they don't need the police here. And that's just a lesson that a lot of people I think don't realize. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, like your friend who'd never been to Kilburn before. Very interesting London experience and UK experience. People, especially who've grown up in London. And then you say, like, oh, we're going to Camden. And they're like, Camden? (laughs) And you're like, what do you think is going to fucking happen in – Like, Kilburn is another one where people are like, I don't know if I want to go to Kilburn. I'm like, yeah, I don't like taking the Jubilee line anyway. But it's like, you're not going to see any fucking crime. Like, it's like when people still go – I mean, that said, I remember once uh, I was literally having the conversation of like, oh, you know, Brixton's changed now. And then we couldn't leave the pub for an hour because someone cut the head off of another guy down the road. Fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's Brixton. That's that's proper Brixton.
1: <laughs> I couldn't believe it, too. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, uh, and he was, this is how the bartender said it. I'll never get a glass, like literally like the cleaning of the glass. And he just went, eh, some, f- <laughs> some poor cunt lost his head. And I went, what? And he went, yeah. He- Someone cut his head off and then just went back to cleaning his glass. I was like Woo
0: yeah. <laughs> Jaeger, let's get Jaeger, let's do
1: something. Yeah, oh God. I guess I'll go do this open mic upstairs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Dangerous Tea is here. Rich, this was an absolute, everyone, I'm yes. on tour right now. Please check out thejohnhastings.com yes. the John uh, backslash gigs for all UK tour dates. It's from the 15th all the way to the 27th. I'm going to Edinburgh, Leicester, Birmingham, Bristol, London, Milton Keynes. Be there. Be square. Eat
0: my underwear. Yeah, John Hastings. Man. I'm glad you're not broken. I'm glad you're Need back them, to life.
1: This is very fun. What a what a wonderful way to start the day. I haven't even
0: showered. Beautiful. Oh, dude. Now you can go about your day. You've done a thing. Now you feel best. like you've achieved.
1: Oh, this is the thing with California, because it's always bright and sunny when you wake up. So you always immediately get like two things out of the fucking way. Bosh. And then but the problem, by noon, you're kind of like, well, that's the day. And then you're like, no, there's like eight other things you need to do. What are you <laughs> doing? It's noon. And you're like, well,
0: fair. <laughs> John, it's been beautiful, man. I love talking to you. Thank hey, you I, so I, much, man. It's
1: such a, a hoot, and so nice to see producer Paul in uh, wherever Tunbridge, Wales might be located. It's <laughs> a lovely place to uh, visit. <laughs> I, I never will, even though I've been there so many times. Guys, this was so fun.
2: Insane in the membrane. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by
0: Darkhorse Digital.co.uk, shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.